I'm Catherine and you're listening to the One Calm Voice podcast. Hello there everybody and you're very welcome along once again this week. I hope that you are safe and well and I hope that those whom you love are likewise safe and well. We are back again for another week. As always, remember you can find me on the onecamvoice.com website and it has links to our social media accounts. So what are we going to talk about this week? Good question. Well, this week, guys, it is back to school week in Ireland. So I thought what better to talk about than back to school. Now, I know that you're probably overawed with how much chat there is about going back to school, what the new school environment is going to look like. How are our children going to manage with what's happening for them? What exactly is happening? You know, there's a huge amount of uncertainty about the whole thing. What I will say is what I say about all the time that there is uncertainty. What we give our attention to will become our experience. Okay, so we can either choose to, to focus upon all of the uncertainty or we can choose to focus on what is certain. Okay, now. As you know, there's not very much in our life that is certain. (laughs) You know, what's that famous quote from Jack Black? Not Jack Black. What's that movie? Meet Joe Black. That's it. Right. The only thing that is certain in our lives is death and taxes, which reminds me, I haven't watched that movie in years. Maybe I will watch it this weekend. Anyway, back to back to the topic at hand. So. For me, if you are looking for a difficulty, you will find one. That is without doubt certain, okay, because what we give our attention to becomes our experience. You know, and some people will say where your attention flows, energy goes, you know, that might be a little bit too abstract for some people. But certainly if you're looking for a difficulty, you will find one. But as you know, then the opposite is also true. The converse of that is also true, that if you're looking for something positive, you will find one. But of course, the difficult, the difference between people looking at things positively and people think looking at things negatively is that we actually as a race really enjoy looking at the negative stuff. Yes, we do. We love the blame game. We love to, yes, find fault. I don't know what that is about our nature at the moment, but people love to find fault. And so you might even be in a WhatsApp group now with other parents or you might be. I'm in a lovely WhatsApp group with parents just for the record. Okay, it's not about us. All right. But, you know, you might find that, um, you know, some people quite unwittingly, they don't I don't think that they mean to be quite so negative about it, but they might realize that their attention is focused upon the negative. And if it is focused upon the negative, all you're going to see is the negative. You're not leaving enough space for you to see the positive. Okay. now remember, like what I said last week, when it comes to how we think and how we live our lives and indeed how we experience our lives, a lot depends on our perspective. Okay, and resiliency, just like I mentioned last week, relies upon our ability to be aware of how we're thinking, not just what we're thinking, but how we're thinking. So if we realize, oh, crap, I'm looking at the negative here or I'm looking, I'm actually actively seeking a problem with this plan, then for sure what you're going to find is a problem. 
Whereas, like I've already said, the opposite is also true. If you're looking for a solution or if you're looking for um, something positive, you will find it as well. Now, I don't know if you have children. I have. And one cry in my house is often, ma'am, have you seen my coat? Have you seen my shoes? Have you seen my bag? And I will say, no, but I'm sure it is in your room or in your wardrobe or wherever the appropriate place might be. And they will say, I can't see it. But I know for a fact that they're not focused upon finding it because they know Usher Mam will know where that is. I'll just ask her. She'll find it for me. You know, whereas and I say that to them all the time. Said you're not looking to find it. If you need to really find it, you need to focus your attention and think to yourself, right, I'm going to find this and then they will find it. (laughs) Okay, right. So maybe I'm gone a little bit off topic, but that is what I mean by giving your attention to something what you give your attention to becomes your experience so how is this even appropriate or applicable to our return to school because this year our return to school is very different okay and lots of people are worried and parents are worried about the return to school what I will say is to try and offer a little bit of stability to ourselves and to our children about the return to school is to try and focus upon the things that haven't changed okay Now, what hasn't changed? Well, wake up time in my house hasn't changed. More often than not, breakfast kind of won't have changed. They'll have the same things that they usually have for their breakfast. Um, The journey to school has not changed. Now, this year, none of my children are starting new schools. So I, I, I will come to children that are starting new schools in a moment. So the journey has the even making sure that we're getting out in the car at a certain time and getting all of the bags in the boot. Well, we won't have bags initially, but getting our stuff and ourselves in the car, you know, the journey then to school, it hasn't changed. You know, we're still traveling the same road that we always traveled. That hasn't changed. The school building that we're approaching, that hasn't changed. The friends, the majority of the friends in our classrooms will not have changed. Like even if how we interact or the space that we need to keep between ourselves and our friends, I'm talking about from the child's perspective, even if that has changed, the faces and the personalities of our friends remain the same. Okay, now we might have a new teacher, but it's probably a teacher that we know already from the school. Um, And if it isn't a teacher that we know from the school, we know ourselves that we have adjusted to new teachers in the past. So the process of readjustment to a new um, teacher isn't something that is new for us. It is something that we have done before. Okay, so that's a constant. We have done that before and we know that we can do it again. It just takes a little bit of time. Now, when it comes to and, and and so I would focus on all of those things with my children. And actually, to be perfectly honest, they're not that concerned about going back to school. They're kind of really looking forward to it. And you might find that that's the case in your home, too. And even though our children can be different, some of them might be really looking forward to it. Some of them might be absolutely dreading school now. And that might be something that hasn't changed either. Every other year, the child that really likes going to school will like going to school. The child that does not like going to school will not like the return to school. So that's a constant. That is something that hasn't changed. And I think if we focus upon the things that haven't changed, and if we remember how we've dealt with them in other years, this year isn't all that different. It isn't all that different. And there will be some things that are outside of our control, but that is a constant also. Change is the only constant you might find me saying now. You know, these things haven't changed. 
But if we're focusing all of our lovely energy and attention on to this new part of the change, like uh, as in COVID-19 and coronavirus and how are we going to our, our schools have the environment has changed so much. It hasn't really, guys. It hasn't really. There are new regulations in place. Yes. And there are small little things that our children will have to adjust to. But our children are very good at adjustment. They do it all of the time because change is a constant in growing up. They change all of the time and they're accustomed to that. They don't know any different. And so I think sometimes if we bring our own worries into and onto our child, that we just kind of make it a little bit more difficult for them. But if we could trust and direct, if we could direct them a little bit into, if they are very anxious and worried about it, to change the simplest of things, like you have heard me say before, to change what if to what is. You know, so if they find themselves, oh, what if this happens? Or what if I don't like my teacher? Or what if I can't do this? Or what if I make a mistake? Or what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Change it to what is. What is happening right now? And they will find very tangible things that are happening right now and that will help them bring their attention to now, to this moment. You know, and what I find is really good, and I will put a little video of this up on my, um, on the One Can Voice Collective Facebook group. If you want to check on there, you can find it and I'll show you properly. But, you know, one palm, palm facing upwards, one palm on your thigh. You can do this under the desk. Children can do this under the desk. And when they're breathing in, they're going to bring their fingertips towards one another. And then when they're breathing out, they bring their fingertips away. And it's called petal breath. And it's because, you know, when you're breathing in, you know, like the way the petals on a flower move inwards. And all you're doing is focusing upon the breath and the movement of your fingers. And breathing out, opening the hand just a little bit. It doesn't have to, op- doesn't have to open fully. And breathing in. And then breathing out, let the fingertips move away from one another. The tips don't, the fingertips don't have to touch, guys. You'll know that yourself, breathing in. And your fingertips are moving gently towards one another. And breathing out, fingertips moving away. Breathing in, fingertips towards one another. Breathing out, fingertips moving away. And I can promise that if your child is anxious or worried or uncertain or feeling all of the what ifs coming into their mind as they sit in their classroom, they can practice that. If indeed you are the teacher in the classroom and as you sit at your desk, you can practice that. If you are the parent And you're driving away from after dropping your child at school and you are concerned or worried. Just pull in and practice that. Practice focusing on the breath. Practice reminding yourself of what is. And remember what you give your attention to becomes your experience. And if you're giving your attention to something calming and soothing like that, your experience will be calming and soothing. And you might be rolling your eyes now and saying, well, it's not that simple. My friends, it is that simple. It is that simple. Now, say if 
your child is starting a new school. Okay. You might have experienced yourself if you have older children who have already started second level or indeed third level. And there's a massive adjustment. It's a massive adjustment. I know that for some children, they will settle in after a couple of weeks. Some children will seem fine for a couple of weeks and then maybe week four or week five, they have what looks like a meltdown. Okay, because all of this pressure and emotion just comes flowing out of them. They can't hold it anymore and they burst. That's normal. Okay, it happens to lots and lots of children. Some children might find that they need until after the midterm break before they feel settled in school. Some children need until January. That's okay. Each child needs what they need. And maybe as a parent um, and as a guide for your child who's starting secondary school, it might be wise to be a little bit prepared for that. Now, not to preempt it, not to say to your child, you know, you won't feel right in school until January. Just say that, you know, this is a big adjustment. It's a new environment. There's lots of new things happening. There's lots of new spaces to get used to. There's lots of unfamiliar sounds, lots of just a lot and lot of newness. And that would be the case with or without coronavirus. So if, if your child is anxious or cranky when you collect them from school or just not themselves, don't put it all down to the fact that coronavirus is in our is in is a, is a factor now in going to school. Okay, children that are adjusting to a new school environment take time. Okay, so maybe working as well. And I know it kind of can be harder with teenagers to get them to work on their breath or to try to do something that is easing or calming for them. But I would suggest that as well. You know, that petal breath. It is something that they can practice in the classroom and nobody needs to know that that's what they're doing. And I say to my children and any children that I teach, I would say you can practice petal breath, you know, when you're traveling in the car as well on the way to school. And, you know, as a parent, you could encourage that a little bit. You could say, OK, well, I'm going to try it now. You, you know how to deal with your children. Don't listen to me saying that to you. Um, if your child is traveling on public transport or on the bus, try that as well. You know, they really can do it and nobody needs to know that that's what they're doing. So that's a really proactive step that you can ha- that you can take to try and help you manage how you feel about the change in the return to school. And the other thing, so that's a physical thing that you can do. The other thing then how we, um, well, it's physical, but it's also um, um, a mental in that we are directing our attention, we are working on our awareness Um And we're trying to hold our attention and awareness on both our breath and the movement of our hand. And it can be really, really, really soothing and nurturing. And like you have said, you have heard me say before, when we do something that is nurturing for us, it helps us to thrive and it helps us to grow. Because we know if we do something that is physically nurturing and nourishing, nourishing is the word I wanted there, and nourishing for us, what happens? We do grow. We physically grow when we nourish ourselves. And the same thing happens when we do something that is nourishing for our spirit. Now, and when I say spirit, I don't mean anything religious. I just mean that part of me and that part of you that is, isn't easily expressed in words, but is very easily felt. 
And that is our spirit. And we know ourselves if we're feeling a little bit down. That for me is what I would call our spirit. And likewise, if we're feeling light and enthusiastic and feeling good about ourselves, that is our spirit as well. That is that part of us that isn't easily expressed in words, but is very easily felt. And I find that my spirit and that part of me is nourished and nurtured by my my allowing myself to rest in the gentle awareness of my breath. Because remember that the breath works its magic because it allows us to quieten the mind a little bit. Now, it doesn't still the mind completely. We still have thoughts, but it's just over time we learn to I suppose, create a little bit of space between the thoughts. So there's not a constant stream of thought running through our minds. It slows it down. Okay, it slows it down. And when it slows it down, there's these little tiny moments or micro moments where there is no thought. And what happens then is that creates or offers a little space for inspiration to pop into our minds. And when we feel inspired or when we have inspiration, what really happens because of our human tendencies, we actually find ways to circumvent difficulties that we might have in our lives. We find ways maybe to allow more joy to come into our lives. We find ways to allow ourselves to feel more at peace and more at ease. Now, that might be a bit of a big concept to be talking about for back to school, but really that's more for um, if you're a parent or a caregiver who's listening to this podcast this week and you're concerned about the return to school. The return to school is a challenge for sure. It's a challenge at each and every year on one degree or another. But remember about what hasn't changed, what hasn't changed about the return to school. And if we were to focus our attention there, we might feel a little less overwhelmed about the return. Because as I have said, what we give our attention to becomes our experience. So I think maybe this week that might be enough. I find that people are, like I said already, overawed by all of the back to school conundrum. More so this year than any other year. Even though our children are accustomed to change, like I said already, change is constant in growing up. They're accustomed to adjusting all of the time. And maybe we could be here to help support them in finding steadiness within themselves, you know, and building that resilience to try and help them manage all of the change and adjustment that will come their way in the next couple of weeks. I have suggested that maybe we focus upon the things that haven't changed when we work on the return to school. You know, and if your child is anxious or worried about all of these new changes and new measures, or indeed if you yourself are worried or anxious about all of these changes and new measures, that you might remind yourself of the things that haven't changed, just to bring a little bit of balance. I also said about how what we give our attention to becomes our experience. And if you are looking for a problem or a difficulty, you will absolutely find one. And so if you become aware of a tendency within you where you're focusing on the negative, where you're looking for a problem, 
if you notice that that is what's happening for you, that you have the ability then to change what you're giving your attention to and you can choose instead to look for and look towards a, um, a solution or something that is positive. I have said also that if uh, we could support our children in changing the what if, if they're worried about what if this happens, what if that happens, or indeed if you're worried, what if this happens, what if that happens, that you could try to support yourself by changing the what if to what is, what is happening at this moment, my breath is happening, and that we could practice that petal breath together, you could practice it together in the car on the way to school. You know, it might even be better if you could practice that with your child, you know, when it comes to bedtime. Now, I know if you have a teenager, that concept mightn't be working with you, but I'm sure that you could find a quiet time, a time where neither, maybe when you're driving in the car, you know, that you can have that conversation. There's no eye contact. You know, you know best how to approach this with your child, but that you could offer them this solution. And even if they don't want to do it now, even if they don't, if they can observe you doing it, they know what it is that they could find themselves using it in their own time. Okay, so the change in the what if to what is. I put a little video up in my in the One Cam Voice Collective Facebook group. If you want to come along, check it out there. You can find the link to it on onecamvoice.com. It's completely up to yourself. Um, I think that was more or less it for today. I suppose just to reiterate that the return to school is something that happens for us each year. It is also something that is challenging for us each year. And I, But I suppose that this year, because there's a huge focus on these new measures and living with coronavirus and how uncertain that is, it can kind of feel somewhat that our freedom and our children's freedom is being restricted, that they're not going to have the same freedom that they have had in other years. And the inference from that is that they're not going to enjoy school. They're going to be danger. They're going to be... Yeah, it's just not going to be the same for them. But just to just to say that freedom isn't something that we do. Freedom is something that we feel. And if we could encourage ourselves and indeed our children to focus upon how they feel rather than what they think about how they feel. And then to act in ways that help us to feel good, that that sense of freedom will remain it will be steadfast even in this uncertain time because like I say, freedom isn't something that we do. Freedom is something that we feel. And we can get in touch with those feelings by directing our attention to things that are useful and helpful and soothing and nourishing for us. Okay, we always have that choice because... You have control over what you give your attention to. You have full control over what you give your attention to. And your attention is one of your most prized possessions. But we often give it away very, very cheaply because we don't really recognize that that's a fact. But I promise if you notice, if you become aware and if you notice, oh my God, I am I am buying into what this um, person or politician or this other person's agenda is but do I really believe that is that true for me and if you find that that's not true for you then you know 
hold on to that attention of yours. Bring it back to yourself momentarily. Maybe give yourself a moment or two with that petal breath if that suits you. And then you can actively decide what you're going to give your attention to. Something that is nourishing for you. Something that is more aligned with your own beliefs. And that will help you to change the way that you experience your life. That you experience your life then in a way that feels more true and more right for you. Okay, so remember about the importance of our attention. Um, right, I think that's more or less it guys. I wish every child that's returning to school and every parent that's returning a child and every teacher that's returning to school a very, very safe and lovely, warm and welcome readjustment to our teaching worlds. And I thank you all for your hearts and your minds and those lovely ears. Will we just keep going? Ara sure just for another little while. I am Catherine. And you have been listening to the One Cowboys podcast.